This month's best case ever is in anticipation of episode 16 called Hot Joints, What to Do. And we have with us Dr. Joel Yaffe, who's going to tell us about his best case ever related to hot joints. Dr. Yaffe, let it rip. Okay. So why is this my best case ever? This was, for me, a real learning experience in many ways, and it also reinforced some stuff that I think I knew in advance. So this was a guy who actually I saw about two weeks ago now, a man who was about 65 years old, a diabetic, whose wife came home in the morning after she went shopping and came to find him slumped over at the table, awake but looking quite ill. Brought into our eMERGE, uh, had a temperature of 40 degrees. He was awake but really not answering questions well. And our history that we could get suggested that the guy had been pretty well in the past uh, week, although there might have been a bit of a history of a respiratory tract infection. We examined him. We did the usual tests looking for a source of sepsis. We did a chest x-ray, a urinalysis. Uh, lactate was eight. Uh, we fluid resuscitated him. Uh, we gave him broad spectrum antibiotics to cover him for everything possible. ICU came down and saw him and uh, Despite fluid resuscitation, he really didn't look great, so ended up going to the ICU. When I followed him up the next day, I found out that his diagnosis was septic arthritis, and he was taken urgently to the OR. What happened? Well, by the time the next morning rolled around, he was fluid resuscitated and feeling better. And uh, at that point, he started complaining about his right knee. Uh, and when people examined him, it was clear that he had a swollen inflamed joint, had an aspiration done. His gram stain was positive for gram-positive cocci in clusters. What did I learn about this? I learned a few things. One, septic patients, it's not just meningitis, it's not just UTIs, it's not just belly sepsis. I'm going to remember to look at the joints. Uh, it's possible that if we examined him in a little more detail, we might have picked up this septic joint earlier, and uh, this is a man who ended up going to the OR shortly after the diagnosis was made. Uh, another thing that I learned was that in this man, although we had some gram stain evidence, the only thing that actually grew was from his blood cultures. So for me, I need to remember that when I can, I'm going to try to get that fluid sent off before I start antibiotics. Obviously, in a sick patient, as he was, the need to give antibiotics takes precedence. And the last thing that I want to remember is that you can't rely on the synovial fluid alone to make the diagnosis. Now, in this man, there's a couple of possibilities. Maybe he didn't grow anything because of all the antibiotics he had been on, but we also know that a percentage of patients with septic arthritis will not grow organisms from the joint fluid, and that's why we have to do blood cultures as well. And I guess the bit of the wake-up call for me was that even though it's pretty rare, septic arthritis can present as a life-threatening illness and we need to take it seriously when patients present and look unwell. Some nice learning points there. So in episode 16, we're going to be talking about gout, we'll be talking about septic arthritis, we'll be talking about reactive arthritis, and we'll talk about all the challenges of diagnosing and managing patients with acute arthritis in the emergency department. Until then, take it easy.